Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Secret Stories from the Underground. I am your host, Danny Whitman, and today, uh, as always, I will be co-hosted by my brother, Dean Whitman. We will be sitting down with author, podcaster, Sarah Bradford. We're going to talk a little bit about her life. Um, She's a very busy woman. It was awesome that she could give us the time that she was able to give us. We talked a lot about her autism work, and of course her books, her podcast, all that stuff. I would recommend you all to go check out the SJ Childs podcast. at Sarah's podcast. Check out all of her books. Um, she's got a really nice heart, real big heart. Seems like a really sweet, sweet lady, and she's out there doing good work, God's work, some would call it. Um, and we were very lucky to have the time, like I said, very gracious that she gave us her time. Check out this interview. It's going to be great. And hey, always follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate it here for sure. And hey, a big shout out to the SJ Network. My buddy, uh, Stephen Joyner over there, he, he's a publicist that helps book all of our guests here on the podcast. A big shout out to the SJ Network. My buddy, Stephen Joyner, he is the real deal. If you're looking for help, uh, with getting your name out there in Hollywood, maybe you host a podcast and you're looking to get great guests like Sarah and many, many others that uh, Stephen has hooked us up with here. Contact Stephen Joyner, the SJ Network. Um, he'll hook, he, he'll do a good job for you. He busts his ass, let me tell you. This guy works hard uh, to get people's names out there, to meet you contacts. Whatever it is you need, this guy will work for you. And uh, that's enough. That's enough of me for right now. Let's get into the interview. Here it is, Sarah Bradford, uh, SJ Childs. Make sure you check it out. Much love to everything that they're doing over there. Sarah, are you there? Hello. How are you? All right. How's it going? Good. You hear me okay? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. I'm I'm here with my uh, co-host Dean. Just so you know, two of us. I'm not uh, doing impressions over here. <laughs> hey. So we are you. You host the uh, SJ Child Show, of course, yeah. right? All right, and you're an author. I'm an author. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, we are not authors. Just so you know, we we cannot put out. <laughs> So. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I, words have just always been my friend. That's all. They're, they're not so much, <laughs> yeah. hard, but we appreciate people like you for sure. Oh, thanks. Know? Well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, no problem. So uh, how did this all get started for you? Well, the writing itself got started about eight years ago. Um, I have two kiddos, two bio kids. I do have a stepdaughter too, but so I have to include her, of course. <laughs> um, but I have two kiddos that um, I have a heredity called outer ear microtia. And it just means we have like really tiny little ears. So when both of my kiddos were born with the same heredity, um, I had just wanted to make something that they could look at and see that we're all the same and that our differences don't define us and that, you know, our relationships or being kind to people is how we 
make our way in the world and to just be proud of who we are and not our differences. <clears throat> so we kind of started there. And of course, it was just a hobby. So it sat on a shelf for about five years. <laughs> and then people just connected with it and said, no, this is great. You should do more. And I, in that time frame, had, I have a son who has autism and he was diagnosed at 16 months old. And so we'd been going through our autism journey and I thought, well, this is good. I could, you know, write a book about autism. And so I, I started doing that. And then it just kind of, my brain was just flooded with all of these ideas. And so I ended up writing seven books in total. Um, autism, uh, DJ the Bear, a book about autism, Doug the Dyslexic Duck, uh, Anna the Kitten is a book about physical differences, and then uh, Jack the Dog, a book about Down syndrome, uh, a book about anxiety, which is, is a really great one that is based more on kind of what I went through as a kid and growing up with, with anxiety, and then I had the awesome pleasure of my eight-year-old. She is a really great illustrator and illustrated her own ABC book. So we also published that for her. So seven, eight years later, <laughs> I, I published them all in 2019. And uh, I, I write under the pen name SJ Childs, of course, and my host name also. And, and yeah, it just, it kind of, start building itself, right? It was... <laughs> so sorry, happy. sorry, I got a house for dogs. <laughs> yeah, I, say, I love dogs. It's okay. They they sound happy. <laughs> That's great. So uh, did you publish your first book, self-published then, or did you sit down with the publishing team? How did you go about actually getting your work out there to the people? Yeah, I actually sent about a hundred publishers my books and every one of them turned me down. So I did it myself, got onto Amazon, you know, publishing and I published them all. And I started a Facebook page and just started building an audience through that. Um, and yeah, it, it's been great. I It's led to way more opportunities and growth than I would have imagined. So I'll take it. <laughs> Definitely. So with that too, you must get all sorts of uh, different families in that, that reach out to you with different questions, comments, concerns in that. Um, with, with types of topics that you're writing about. It's great. I love it. I hope that, you know, every family couldn't find value from them. Um, they're all very fun. They're large print for easy for kids to read. Very colorful. We have a wonderful illustrator who did the work, a graphic illustrator. And in the back of the book, there are question and answers in several of the books, not all of them, but just to really answer kind of the facts of, of the book, you know, what is autism? What is Down syndrome? What's a chromosome mean? Things like that. So they're very educational as well as fun. And just the service and value that they bring to children is, um, you know, just so valuable because when kids have a better understanding of their peers and how they can be more supportive and even just friendly to them, 
it's easier for them to do that. You know, they, when they meet somebody that's different from them, sometimes they just are fearful because they don't understand what's going on. So even yeah. just these little bits of knowledge is just so rewarding and valuable for kids. Yeah. Well, I, I also, I have a, a daughter that is as well. And, uh, you know, I've noticed in school as opposed to like when I was in school, you know, we didn't, um, anybody that with any type of learning disability or anything like that, they went to a totally different school than us. So they weren't yeah. us. We didn't have any idea from one person to the next, you know, who had what or anything like that at that time. And because of that, you know, I'll be really honest, you know, we made fun of it. Yeah. Didn't understand it. Didn't and, understand. Now, and now that, you know, like my daughter and that, you know, she's integrated in, in to main classrooms and the school does so much better than what they did back then when I was a kid. And that, that you don't see that as much because kids do have a better understanding. Yeah. So they see that, okay, this Mars, they're just, you know, they're, they're wired differently. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's so important that we teach at such a young, early age because that forms relationships throughout their lives and success and self-confidence and everything. And when you're able to, like you said, be a parent of a special needs child you have the hopes and the concerns at the same time that the children are being fair and that they're being treated, you know, just like anyone else. And at the same time, they're getting the maybe extra support that they need. Um, yeah, it, it's a fine line, isn't it? it? It really is. It is. And I was, it just seems like kids are so much better about that now than at least when, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And that, um, that, that they're, you know, I, I, with my experience, with my daughter that I can see in that, that, you know, she has some friends that have stuck with her since she was little throughout school that, you know, they, they look out for her. They are her genuine, um, you know, and she's, it, mm -hmm. it means a lot to her and it definitely means a lot to her mom and I. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, and this coming summer in July, I'll be giving a, um, kind of a seminar um, to a group called it's neuroscience in the classroom. And it's a group of teachers, about 4,000 teachers. And okay. I'll be doing just that is promoting a peer to peer um, special needs kind of program where they can really be involved. And, and we'd like to think of it as buddies for life, you know, just like you said, yeah to integrate them into these children's lives, not only for a couple months or a semester, but for as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I think it, so it, now, it's great. So have you ever gone and done any speaking like at schools to groups of students as well then? Or? Only on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, just okay. through Zoom. But um, right. It's so wonderful. I, I love it. In fact, all, all of my speaking engagements and things have actually happened um, during the pandemic since that it's happened since we've been moved to home. And it was always a dream of mine to be a speaker and <laughs> I'm fulfilling it just from my own home instead. <laughs> I'm, I'm setting it for the standing, right? <laughs> probably not exactly the way that you thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, I'm probably hitting a way bigger audience than just people who would fill one building. Yeah. So, awesome. so incredible for that. I, I do, I do love that per part of it. Um, yeah. And 
I, before I started my own podcast, I think I was, I, I was a guest on maybe 30 or 40 other, um, more. So I got prepared. <laughs> it got me ready to, <laughs> to come on and do my own show and have the oh, courage, you know, to get started and do it. So it's a lot of fun. Start your podcast. Uh, we aired our first episode on February 25th of 2021. So just recently, okay. yeah, it, it's very new, but uh, it has really, really great content. Um, I think there's 30 episodes out so far right now, and they are a lot of them about mental health and just really educational and fun. They're not just, you know, graphs and bars, but they're, they're real experiences and they're meaningful. And yeah, and I think people can find a lot of value from them. Yeah, I listened to uh, a couple episodes. I would have listened to more. I'll be honest, it's Little League season right now, and I'm busy. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> but I uh, I listened to the episode that you did on the suicide awareness yeah. there with the lady whose son had killed himself. And that was a great episode. You guys you. Uh, hit on some very important subject matter. And uh, if yeah. everything's like that, I'll definitely recommend everybody should check out the podcast. Cause I Thank think you. I appreciate it. And, and yeah, those I, aren't I love it. Important to get out there and and have discuss. Um, yeah. And like you said, you know, getting away from the just kind of teaching method of things with, with videos and podcasts, and that of you know, here's the stats, bars, and graphs. You know, where you could, what you were saying, where you can get uh, more personal um, responses and situations and experiences to uh, get out to others and to share. Yeah. And it just is so you really find that that's what people want to hear. People want yeah. to hear the story behind it. You know, they love that. Oh, great. You have a show. But like, why? What got you start? You know, kind of the thing. So I, I do. I do love that part. And I was at the beginning of thinking about getting into the show. I um, all of my uh, prior guest opportunities were all about autism. So I've basically have spoken about autism in Africa, India, Australia, um, Canada, just all over the world now, which is so amazing. And so at the beginning, I thought, okay, we were trying to figure out what is our podcast going to be about? And I, I wanted to do autism, but at the same time, I, I wanted to also talk about more than just autism. And so I really just wanted to make it about educating families and bringing value to families. Um, and I love to bring people together and connect people with resources and things like that. So it was a great opportunity to be able to um, tell people, right? <laughs> to offer help yeah. because I can want to help so many people, but if they don't know that I'm available, then that's it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's made, it's opened up, like I said, some incredible opportunities. Um, I'll be partnering up with the local children's hospital here to help them adapt their, um, emergency and possibly instacares for more special needs, um, you know, access to support. So yes, yeah, some really, really cool things that I wouldn't have, you know, expected or, or even. Yeah. That's about. awesome. Yeah. So, uh, did you have any experience with, um, being a parent then, or was that your first real encounter well, there? 
Yeah, with autism, it was my first encounter, especially like I, my husband has a sister with Down syndrome. She has passed away, so had, um, but I, I did in my life, you know, have friends with, with some other special needs, but autism I had never um, known anything about other than, unfortunately, this, you know, kind of stigmas and things that everybody else knows about, Rain Man, such yeah. and such, and things like that, but I... It, it was, it was interesting. Um, you know, my husband had actually worked in group homes and so he had experience with autism before, um, which was nice because it gave me kind of a sense of, okay, I can just lean on you and trust what you know. And, and then for me, of course, I dove really deep and just learned as much as I could. Um, so it, I was, probably a year and a half into just research and, and, you know, as much as, as we could do. And yeah, things started to change from why did this happen or, you know, how, I don't know, how did this happen to my child rather moved into, yeah. okay, how can we help? Let's get these, you know, let's do these early interventions and, and services that way. And it was in early intervention that it was two or three therapists into it that finally someone, one of the therapists turned around and said, okay, now here's what you can do next. And I think it was like right around that time that we finally saw that there was a bridge, you know, to be able to interact with him because he was nonverbal. He didn't make eye contact. He, you know, was loving for a, sh a little bit. And then that was it. But for the most part, you know, we had tons of friends and family around all the time and, and he was our first baby. So people were like, doesn't he, he doesn't like me. <laughs> you know, he doesn't ever look <laughs> at me. Like people really like were upset about it at first. And so it took, it took a while, but, um, but he's amazing. He actually, we, I did the Your Baby Couldn't Read program <laughs> when, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. It's like no. uh, some DVDs and flashcards that you put your baby in front of the TV and put on these programs and then show them flashcards and it helps them start to learn how to read at a early, early age. And I love early education. I always have. I way back in the day was a preschool teacher and just couldn't wait to be a I mom either. <laughs> and so I started these flashcards and, and this program. And it, by the age of one, he was reading. He was tracing the words and reading. And we were so excited at, you know, taking him to the doctor and saying, oh, he's reading, he's reading. And the doctor was like, yeah, he should be pointing and making sounds and eye contact and all of these other things, you know, and uh, no, he shouldn't be reading right now. And I'm like, well, he is. <laughs> so um, we just kind of turned that into, you know, the best we could. But um, then we just, like I said, learned more about autism and we started, we recognized that he was very, um, intelligent very early he started writing at two and was writing like six letter words uh and we actually started communicating and writing before he was verbal so it was interesting <laughs> i would 
make charts that said like, I want chips or I need to go to the bathroom, you know, and he would read that and then point to whatever he needed. So we were able to, we found a way to communicate, which was fantastic. Yeah. So did, <laughs> did you, did initially have concerns brought up by your doctor or were there like some signs or anything that you, you had started seeing that you had brought up concern there when you went to finally uh, get a diagnosis? Yeah, it was definitely the doctor. Like I had no idea. I, it, like I said, with him being my first baby, we were just like, oh my gosh, he's so quiet. He's such a perfect little guy. You know, there was never like for us any notion <laughs> that he had any type yeah. of neurological conditions or anything. So it was, it was shocking. It was shocking. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, it was devastating. And it was very, um, it's, you know, it's been almost a decade. So that's a long time ago, but it was devastating. And it was a grieving process for, you know, six months or so or whatever it was. And until it was like, okay, let's just, how do we help stop, you know, Stop crying about it. Let's move on. But it was, it was, you know, you have all these expectations as a parent of what your parenting is going to look like and your family trips or baseball, like you said, little leagues, all those things. And when those things are changed in an instant conversation, it's, it's really hard. So, yeah. Um, when my daughter was around when she was two, and, and it was pretty simple. Like, you know, my wife and I, we didn't notice anything. And we thought that honestly, most of the time she was benchmarks ahead of time, as far as some of the physical development, when she walked and things like that, um, her in that age where she should talk, like she hit her initial saying, you know, dad, am mama and a couple, but other than that, like then she was completely nonverbal. And uh, I was still working preschool as a preschool teacher at the time. And then uh, my boss had actually said, and I, I'm so upset and that I never forget, you know, she told my wife and that, that, you know, you need to have your child checked, that there's something wrong with that kid. And we just, we can't have her here until you guys do something about it. And, oh, I was so offended and just oh, so I angry. Imagine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, it, wasn't the most tasteful way to go about it, but it did encourage us to do the things that we needed to. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, come to find out that, you know, we, we have a few in our family that actually are, are autistic. <laughs> you know, my, I have a nephew that has downs, you know, um, so it was there kind of more than what we thought as well, but <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, we now know that our oldest, the 21 year old, who is my stepdaughter, she believes that she's on the spectrum and I do too. When you know, you know, I think. And um, yeah. <laughs> my, my husband, we found out about five years ago that my husband is on the spectrum. He has Asperger's and my nine-year-old daughter will be tested during probably after the summer. Um, she is, she has dyslexia and she also, <laughs> I'm sure, is autistic. So, yeah, it's interesting you say that, you know, and um, it, for and it, so it, long. It's it, 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 a spectrum than people so um, that, that aren't aware of it are uh, than, than what it is. Um, yeah. That, you know, it really covers a lot of different things. Um, I was diagnosed with OCD in that a few years ago and was told because of it that I, I, I fall on the spectrum. 
probably and the same here with anxiety and depression and yeah it you look back and you're like oh okay i see <laughs> kind of explains like like okay that, I was that's, that's just probably reading this i was just reading this really great article yesterday i'll have to send to you too that um is about communication and it's about how they did kind of like a beta test on you know autistic groups and non-autistic groups and when they did that let's tell a story in a circle and we'll you know whisper into one ear and see what it comes out on the other end when they did those groups each group did great in their own individual neuro tip you know neuro group whatever you want to call right. it um but when they were mixed there was no communication so is that interesting? Like, is all hmm. the people that you know and get along with great actually autistic, or is you know, are are neurotypicals able <laughs> to to be? It, so I just think that that's really incredible to think about, and um, yeah, the yeah, the numbers you know are increasing like three times a year, and it's risen like a hundred and seventy percent since the nineteen seventies. So it, it's it's like one in 30 right now have autism and um yeah <laughs> it, it's growing and grow and the, the perceptions i think um i'm so happy that there's so much being talked about right and you and i and, and this oh, conversation yeah. right now i guess uh, all of us rather i should say um but yeah it's um huh? it's great we just oh, i i thought it was awesome it. just the uh you know i think it was like about two weeks ago that you know elon musk was on um snl yeah. and it, it the opening bit that i think about him uh being the first host on there to have uh asperger's in that and then he said well the first one to admit it and that but was the joke with it but uh you know it honestly you know it's great to see somebody in that position of being one of the richest people in the world and yeah. uh, just a brilliant mind and just be that open and honest about that um i i think that kind of knock down some walls for others with that same type of diagnosis. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I, I knew, I knew of that about him for so long now. <laughs> so I thought it was really <laughs> funny when he said it. And I was like, yeah, okay. I already knew that. Um, yeah. but you know, that, um, Dan Aykroyd, you know, who also hosted at SNL was, is also autistic. And so I think that that is kind is of he? funny and it plays into that joke a little bit. Yeah. I, um, I didn't know. That. I love Dan. <laughs> I didn't know me that. too. Yeah. He, there was this great quote that I just, um, posted on my page a few weeks back that it said um yeah my obsession with ghosts and and police and i used to carry a little police badge around with me everywhere i go and so then my wife was just like please go get tested go get tested and sure enough he was um diagnosed in the 80s with asperger's uh, and he said that that was his like that's how he created ghostbusters was through that obsession <laughs> so i thought that was so cool to you know yeah. for him to, to do that and but I literally have a list, you know, Tim Burton, Jerry Seinfeld, Isaac Newton, Mozart, Michelangelo, Thomas Jefferson. It goes on and on and on in our brilliant, brilliant minds of our lifetime, you know? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> built perfectly. I think we all have our own little things. <laughs> I, I'm dyslexic and I'm a writer. Seriously. So, you know, yeah, right? Out. <laughs> I love that. I do. I love that. Well, I think that it, it's, and that's so funny that you say that too, because I mean, Charles Schwab is dyslexic. Like who, who would have thought that like people, 
people yeah. don't recognize that, like you said, everybody has, you know, something <laughs> going on. That's We're like even, all uh, human-esque, uh, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like, even, like, uh, Jay Leno said, that, um, you know, for all the years he did stand-up and that, that he never wrote a joke because he was always so self-conscious about his inability to spell and because he, he struggled with dyslexia and that too. So wow. he never wrote a joke down and that everything he ever did on, had to memorize and decide if it was funny wow. or not. Interesting. <sighs> yeah. It, it's crazy. The amounts of abilities that we have, right. And, in, in the, not the other way around, we realized when our son was three that he had a photographic memory and we've been um he's been <laughs> teaching himself and is like at college professor 11 year old status right now so yeah we're we're excited to see you know what happens and how what comes along for him i that i sent you that article and i think at that time he was reading like or excuse me he was speaking like five languages um oh really and now he's up to 25 plus. Ooh, yeah. So awesome. yeah, <laughs> he's really into geography and, and just math, math all the time, math. So it's, it's pretty incredible. We've been able to oh, just enjoy and celebrate his mind. And, you know, as far as like behaviors go, I think when we saw it from my husband's perspective. I, I think before this, this happened, but especially with that, we took a step back and thought, okay, you know, changing things, changing him is not the right way to go. We need to change ourselves, change our own ideas, change our perspectives. Um, for example, he used to get so upset if he heard the word no or stop or don't. And like full meltdowns, you know, hitting, kicking, throwing himself, just screaming. He's uh, inconsolable. And that's, yeah, you have to hear those words throughout your life. But when you're four, you don't have to be forced to, you know, yeah. we, can, we can change. We decided let's change our vocabulary. Let's just take a different approach. And now it's great. You know, now he's 11 and you can say don't stop and all of those things and and it's fine but we also learned a new, another way of talking to him which is easier and easier for him to feel like he's not in trouble like he never was but you know yeah. it's, it, it's hard for for kids to understand especially autistic kids to understand like tone of voice or facial oh, yes. expressions you know he's really oh, my, my oh, noticing that a lot lately <laughs> My daughter is 16 and, you know, she's uh, lived with me every day of her life and she still cannot adjust to my sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah, is just one funny. of those things. She, she has to stop and she will look at me and she's like, you know, are you being serious right now or are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and if I tell her I'm kidding and she's good, she'll laugh. Oh, but <laughs> that's and, uh, funny. That's she's got funny. A yeah. She, she wants to be a stand-up comedian, so yeah. she can take a joke, but. You know, she I just has that. to know that it is. <laughs> yeah, right. And isn't it great to see them grow and find those flexibilities where they weren't when they were younger? And I just love seeing that with our son lately. Oh, yeah. 
It's yeah, now it, exciting. It, it is rewarding to see, you know, take off and, and kind of bloom in their own direction and with their own things that they're passionate and excited for. Yeah. And I love that she's integrated into school. Um, that's really great for you guys. We've been homeschooling for five years now because the level of academics that he needed as a first grader wasn't something available in our educational systems. Oh, okay. So do you homeschool all of your children? Yes. Yes. I, and I didn't at the, at the beginning, um, both of them went to public school. Uh, and then it just, when we got into first grade with him, like I said, it just, they didn't have schooling or teachers available to teach him at the level he was, he was doing algebra at like four or five years old. <laughs> so they didn't have that available for a first grader. Um, which is silly because they, they literally did have the available information in the school itself. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, we've brought him home and I've been homeschooling. It wasn't until the pandemic that we brought our daughter home who was only in kindergarten through second grade at a charter school. Um, but also I had brought up the concerns, you know, that I had thought that she was dyslexic to the teachers and they brushed it off just like, no, she's so yes. bright. She's so smart and sweet and such a, a kind girl. Like that has nothing, nothing to do with dyslexia. And oh, no. so, yeah. And when we brought her home, that was kind of good that we were able, I talked to the online school teacher and said, look, this is where we're struggling. Get us help. And she did right away that first week, there was two tutoring lessons. And then she did that for the rest of the year. So. It's yeah. Different. See now with my <laughs> younger daughter, they told, they told me, um, because you know, we had concerns with her having dyslexia and that she showed all of the, the, you know, telltale signs in that. And, the school had told us that we don't diagnose dys dyslexia anymore. But if she has it, she'll learn how to deal with it. Like, what? <laughs> That's so improper. <laughs> it just, just blows my mind. Like, who are, why are there, why are they, have their schools open? Who is it for? Yeah. If you're not there to give the kids the right kind of support to learn, what are you doing there? Like, is go work at Walmart, right? Like, <laughs> this is great. That's crazy. I, I don't think that. I think our schools need to be seriously looked at and the, uh, the, just the systems that have continued for so many years that are, don't, don't serve our, our life now. Right. I, I, I agree. I, I very yeah. much agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We better head to Congress. <laughs> yeah. You guys got your pickets ready? Let's no, just kidding. <laughs> we are we're, we're moving here in the next few months. And when we move, I was thinking about, you know, maybe home. It's, uh, you know, I'm kind of stuck in the because, you know, we did the homeschooling thing when the school shut down due to the pandemic. And uh, I haven't done so well with it. It's been a <laughs> it's been quite a struggle for me because I forgot how to school, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. And especially if you have more than one grade level of teaching to do, which how many how many kids, you know, in your family really are at the same grade level. So <laughs> that's impossible. Yeah, it's been it's been difficult. Um, our son really struggled this year because he was used to doing things a lot differently with his therapist coming and 
online school without his sister involved. And so it was, it was a lot, a lot harder. Um, we had to give a lot of concessions. So, um, but you know, the thing with our daughter was great because we were able to adapt a lot of her lessons to, you know, typing instead of writing things out. Um, because we, uh, when's the last time you guys wrote out an email to someone by hand, you know, yeah. <laughs> nobody does that. And I, I think that it's great. Like we, we play games at home where she keeps score and writes things down. So she's practicing constantly, but at the same time, putting pressure on them to do something that they don't like and they're on, you know, don't have a great skills at, I don't know. I think that there's plenty of time in your life to write and plenty of time in your life to, you know, go to the toilet and eat a sandwich and things like that, that they always are pushing, pushing on children, push, 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 push. And I, I just disagree. Yeah. That, that's my, so thing. when you go and <laughs> when you go and you talk to people from other countries, do they have the same understanding of autism that we do here in America or are they, and do they provide a translator for you? Yeah. That also. <laughs> or is that where you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, DJ, I need you to translate for me. Um, no, they, they use all of them have been English speaking hosts. So yeah, luckily. And you know, I don't know. I don't know if they do any translating on their end. That's an interesting question. Um, but yeah, I think that there are several countries who do have some great programs, um, you know, Canada and in Australia, but there are some other ones, um, India, for example, where it's very, um, there's still a stigma and there's very cultural. So, um, their families are very, uh, quiet about things and they don't like it to be known. And, and that's hard. That's, it's isolating enough as it is without yeah. having help or support or even being afraid to say my child has autism. I can't imagine how devastating that must feel. So I hope that, you know, by me coming or yeah, speaking there that I can shed the light on how to celebrate it and how to be proud and how maybe a different way to view it rather than um, kind of looking at it, you know, just shining a new light on it. Yeah. And so now I get other, um, well, you said India there. Uh, were the, was there anybody, any other countries in that that you may have spoken with that do have that kind of negative stigma still? I'm trying to think. <clears throat> or I with mean, that, are there any countries that have a better stigma than what we do? Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, I think that Canada has amazing programs and like a lot of um, integrated, you know, their healthcare system is available for everyone. And so I think that that yeah. kind of makes it easier for a lot of families because they're not afraid to go get assistance. They're not afraid of it cost and all of those things that come along with it. Um, so I think that that's huge. I think that Africa probably is another one where it's just still, um, you know, displeasing. I, I hate, I'm not trying to be offensive to anyone, of course, but oh, no. I, I think that of course they're just, um, their culture is still kind of coming you know, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I they just would have say a, that a would be it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I just, like you said, I hope that 
Um, I can bring a new perspective and a new way of looking. I tell a lot of people um, when I am doing an autism speech that, you know, autism is a different way of thinking. It's not, I hate the word disorder. I really hope that they get rid of that language because it's a disservice. It's demeaning. It doesn't do, it doesn't empower kids or adults in any way. And it, it just needs to be done away with because autism is a beautiful way of thinking and um yeah yeah if you take away the the affliction side of things yeah you can allow people to look at it as more of a positive as well exactly that was like the term special ed when i was in school like i never got the why they they the term like special ed kid like why can't it just be regular kid like everybody (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's yeah. it's hard and it i guess at the same time you're still walking that fine line because you still want to get services you know my son is is on ssi so it is considered a disability right and he is getting like help for it at the same time yeah. i'm advocating don't look at it like a disability right or a disorder yeah. um but i'm well, still taking advantage of the services so i i feel like a little bit I hope I'm not looking, you know, <laughs> a little oh, too no, no, on that because, subject. Or no, no. these people deserve deserve whatever service you can get, you know. And yeah. a lot of these services, depending on where you live, they're not easy to get either, you know. So true. Yes, you have to fight. Some people them. don't realize that. And no, it, yeah. it's just like anybody else with any other kind of physical disability and that that's not what you want to be known for though right you know you want to be known as the person that you are and that's you know i've always tried to to teach my daughters that you know do not let that define you define it for whatever you want it to mean a hundred percent i think it's so interesting um you know when my husband and i kind of found out that he had asperger's i think it really it, now I feel like he's really proud of it and he really displays it and is like, yeah, I have autism. I'm, I am on the spectrum. I have Asperger's. So he's, he's not afraid to like use its superpower, right. For what it is yeah. and just say, sorry, I'm not going to come to that dinner. Like I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be there. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, everyone <laughs> has to be like, okay, like why would you want someone to be uncomfortable somewhere? Like you just, yeah. hopefully if you're kind and considerate, you just, you know, you have grace on that person. Have you had any issues with that? With being very understanding about certain yeah, situations? Definitely. Definitely. Lots of them, in fact. So that's been really hard. I think we've, there's relationships we've severed ties with, to tell, to tell you the yeah. truth. Family, family relationships. And people that just, you know, think that we were using it as an excuse and which is a horrible thing to say to, to an autism parent, you know? Um, yeah, yeah it, it's so, it's so sad. And, at, you know, I was just so angry, of course, at the time, but now I'm like, that's too bad. It's just, they have such a small little perception, you know, they just don't have the wide perspective that I have on the world and maybe they'll get there. Maybe they won't. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And not that I'm starting to have a relationship with them, but at the same time, I'm not going to hold any resentments or I guess I am a little resentful, but a little, <laughs> you know, not it, too much. Um, yeah. little. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's all you honesty. That's all you get with me, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. You know, but yeah, I think that it, it's really that. No, and it's it's what people want. They don't want to hear a fake, you know, how everything is so great and wonderful. No, it's hard. It's it it is hard. You know, there are great things about it. Everybody thinks, "Oh, you're such a genius. That must be so easy." So, yeah. <laughs> so with that, actually, that that does bring up an interesting question. There I th is, what do you feel is one of the biggest difficulties as a parent with with a child that's on the spectrum? Um, learning the communication, the communication is just the hardest because they want to communicate. You want to communicate with them, you know, and, and not knowing how to bridge those gaps sometimes. And it, it can be so difficult because you just are spinning circles in like, okay, I don't understand with our son, like he would repeat phrases that didn't mean anything, but mm -hmm. it was something that happened at the time. And so he picked up whatever word he associated with that, you know, that uh, action. And then he yeah. would repeat it all the time. And we would be like, we don't understand what don't touch the steel means. Like what is don't touch the steel? Yeah. And he would always just say, don't touch the steel. Don't touch the steel. And we were like, I don't know. You know, and you're just like <laughs> the puzzle master over here trying to figure it out. And it was finally, it was like um, a broomstick that was in between some windows to not open the windows up. So we were like, don't touch this because we don't want these windows open. And so then he, you know, every time we told him not to do something, he would say, don't touch the steel. And he was just like <laughs> repeating that same action from when we told him not to do something else. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, just from what he had that associated it with originally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that he's, he's made a lot of progress. You know, we, we did ABA for a while and, and some people hate it. Some people love it. I think that it's individual. And I think that nobody should have an opinion, but the person's family themselves or the person and about someone else's experience. I think that's just ridiculous. And I think mm -hmm. that um, we, there were therapists that didn't do much for him. And there were therapists that brought out a whole new person that expanded his mind and expanded his diet and, you know, just changed his life and changed ours too. So there's a lot to be said with just finding the right fit. Oh, I, I, I can, you know, attest to, you know, my daughter has done amazing with certain teachers that have, uh, that she has developed a bond with. Um, you know, she, they, they are able to just, you know, get things out of her that I, it just amazes me. Yeah. And, that, when, um, some of the people that she's had work with her throughout the years and, and, you know, and it, it they've left their mark. They're people that she remembers and she, yeah. you know, she still talks about years later. I love that. I, and the same here, like he talks about this one boy that was his therapist for a while. And I mean, he's been on the same like six foods for 10 years now, you know, and yeah. 
this <laughs> this guy was here and he was trying like new foods almost every single day. Like he hasn't kept up on eating those new foods. But the fact that he got a different kind yeah. of food into <laughs> his mouth. Oh, my gosh. You know, it, it's incredible. So we definitely give so much thanks and gratitude to those, you know, fantastic people who just really gave their time. And like you said, they believed in him. You know, they didn't think, oh, I'm just here for a job. Like they wanted yeah. a relationship. They wanted to connect with him. And he's very sensitive to people's energies and people's attitude towards him. Um, and he'll show you like there was a school psychologist that didn't believe that he was as smart as he was and he would do nothing for this guy. Nothing. He would show him nothing. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, he would be writing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious in one room up on the white ward. And as soon as this guy came in, he would like erase it and sit down and never show anything that he could do anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you think I could do nothing? Watch me do it then. Right? And it's just like this. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, he was little. He was like five or six. So he was very little. And, but yeah, I thought that was just so interesting to, to see. And we actually ended up running into this guy several years later at a neurolog, at a, um, neuropsych's office. He was the assistant. And by this time he knew, but, <laughs> you know, we were there getting his IQ tested and he knew, and he was doing like 10th grade math at the age of seven. And he stopped somewhere like on the math test in the 10th grade math level area or something. And yeah, he was really, he was really proud of him and he showed a totally different side of himself then. So that was interesting. <laughs> well, after uh, just homeschooling a 10th grader this last year, I'll tell you what, 10th grade is hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad he's already passed it and I don't ever have to look at it again. <laughs> I'm stuck on the fifth grade yeah, I guess I should say that with my, I do have a daughter still. I have to get through that. <laughs> I'll have, he'll be around to help her through that though. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, my funny. son's only in fifth grade and you know, I had to help him with math and that's definitely not fifth grade math when I was in fifth grade. You know, oh, that was, what? yeah, that was like freshman year. college level. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's like high school level, <laughs> these little kids and, Oh, bless their hearts. Uh, we're me and school. We didn't get the best education. So. <laughs> Where are you guys yeah. from? Again, okay. We live in Nebraska. Uh, now, but. Northern uh, Lower Peninsula of Michigan, up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, I've never, I haven't been to the Midwest or East Coast enough. So I, I definitely would love to travel through there. I'm from Utah. So I'm just. Yeah, been on the west coast. <laughs> yeah. We right? we went to Utah <laughs> once and we don't know where you people live because we didn't I see didn't, people. I didn't see a soul. <laughs> we have no you idea where they keep in people. Salt Lake, right? Oh, that's hilarious. No, it's it's yeah. a really big big old state with just a couple like one big city, right? <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah, we we drove through there uh, from Nebraska to California there. And yeah, I don't think we see a soul. No. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yeah, that's probably why my husband loves living here. You know, he jokes that if he goes to a gas station and someone says hi to him, he'll never go back there again. Like he only likes <laughs> to be never recognized. So that's hilarious. 
<laughs> it is beautiful out there. It, it yeah. is beautiful for sure. Oh my Certainly. god, yeah. Definitely is. But I think that um yeah, an SJ Child's tour is in order. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Sign some books, do some shows on the road. That'll be so much fun. So have you actually ever done like a, a book tour or did the pandemic kind of ruin that for you? Yeah, unfortunately it did. And I I hadn't even set anything up. I was kind of looking for, you know, where I would go or anything. And then yeah, no, no opportunities. I do knew another author who um, did it really good actually at a book signing here at like a private bookstore or, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, I guess privately owned bookstore. Um, but so I was thinking of maybe doing that, but yeah, other opportunities have come and I'm, I'm excited. I, I have had an offer to turn the books into short musical films. So oh, yeah. Right, or an author's dream. So you'll be seeing um, me post about that in you know the next six months or so, whenever that kind of takes shape. So I'm very excited about that, and yeah, just some great projects. So and as an entertainer, I will tell you that if you can get to Hollywood without touring, just skip the tour and go to Hollywood. Yeah. make the movies. Okay. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. So do you have anything else um, that you're working on right now that, um, you know, you can look to maybe see in the, in the future here? Um, we, we are going to put out some more books uh, probably in the next, you know, six months to a year. We have, I actually have like six or seven books written. So we just need to get them illustrated and that whole process moving along. And... I, yeah, I think there's like 12 projects. I think that's the problem is there's so much going on. Like I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm creating this neuroscience in the classroom, this uh, peer um, special needs peer program. So and then with the hospital, uh, what else are we doing? I do have an autism advocate support group. That's exactly what it's called on Facebook. And I did a fundraiser to raise money to make um, a safety kits for autism for cars. So I fulfilled my goal and I got all of the stuff necessary. And so now we're building these safety kits for families that have an emergency profile, of, like a fidget toy, um, masks and earplugs and a communication like, you know, bored that they can, if they're nonverbal, um, just because there was some situations, you know, like you said, I do have a lot of families that reach out to me and yeah. one that had a situation where her daughter jumped out of the car and went to a stranger and the stranger didn't know anything about autism. And then of course called the police and said, this lady's kidnapping this kid. And she jumped out of her yeah. car. It was horrific. Um, bless her heart. <laughs> I have CPS call. <laughs> It was little. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's awful. And so I'm yeah. hoping that with these <laughs> with these safety kits, they'll be they'll have the emergency profile right there of everything that that the child needs and and a stranger needs to help or you know emergency responders things like that. So yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that's a cool idea there. Yeah, something you. like that in the car. 
Yeah, because people just, you know, you don't think about it because you don't want anything bad to happen, obviously. Just like with the hospital, yeah. you don't want to go to the hospital. But if you do, wouldn't you rather be there and have them be understanding and more supportive and like, you know, being, it's just they're, they're in so much of a rush. It's such a fast paced place to be. And that is oftentimes really hard with people yeah. with sensory needs. So yeah, I think if uh, just a yeah. little bit of, of care that we can take is, is good. So that's what my yeah, projects we, are doing. <laughs> yeah. We currently have a situation here in our city that's, um, you know, a little scary. We've got a, there's an 11 year old boy that went missing um, that uh, he has autism and he left the school on his yeah. own. And apparently he has done this in the past and he likes to go wider. Um, so he's out for a few days. Um, oh my goodness. You know, again, that's one of those situations that, you know, where my mind just wanders. I know with my own experience with my daughter and just worry about my goodness, you know, how, um, what, what would you do? Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. You know, and to, to imagine, you know, just for two, three days by yourself like that. Um, yeah. It just has to be scary. Totally. Totally. That's terrifying. Yeah. My child or yeah, my son left school as a six, as a six-year-old, as a first grader and made it down the street before a parent found him and oh, brought yeah. him back. That was one of the reasons we took him out of school too. Um, oh, that yeah. was our, yeah. There. That's terrible. yeah That's and terrible. we, he was actually accepted into like a special autism school where he there he eloped there four times in the first two days so it's just not a place for him to be he i personally you know he went to school for years before that and never like he would cry to leave school he loved school so my personal belief is that somebody was mistreating him there was something going on that he couldn't communicate and they were they just, you know, it wasn't the safe environment he had had in the past. And he went to different schools. So it wasn't like one school that he was so used to. You know, he had done well at a couple of different schools, three different schools. In fact, he had done really well in. So when he went to this other one and had horrific times, it, I knew it wasn't his fault. They tried telling me that. They tried saying, oh, he was such a bad boy. He was so bad, bad. And I was just like, this is disgusting, people. Do you hear yourselves? Like, do you, do you understand what you're saying? But we just didn't ever look back. We just took him out of school and never looked back. And, and yeah, that's too bad for them. You know, they missed out on having such a, an incredible person be at their yeah. school. <laughs> so, yeah, doing it. Real, real quick before we wrap up. Uh, Let's get into all your plugs here. Uh, okay. Where can people get the books at? <laughs> um, sjchilds.org. Uh, you can find everything, the books, uh, podcasts, my show, the SJ Child Show. There's links to that, as well as, you know, like the, the show in India and the show in Africa. So if you want to hear those, those are also on my page. Um, and then you can you can Google SJ Child's. And I am Googleable, <laughs> and it comes up everywhere, the books and the shows. And so, yeah, it's really great. It's exciting. Nice. Are you one of the people that Google yourself just to, you know, kind of make yourself a bad day? I know I do. 
<laughs> and I, well, and I think at the beginning, like when my books were first coming out, because I wanted to see, are, are they being sought after? Like, a, or is it something good, you know? And so, yeah, it's yeah. evolved, of course. And now there's like, I love that they've found the algorithms to put my podcast in the same, on the pages and, and the books and the everything else, you know? So it's great. Yeah. <laughs> SJ Childs. Can't miss it. That's all the work that you're doing is awesome. I, it makes me feel like I definitely need to get out there and do something better for the community. So, and, and you're on social media in that too. Then if anybody wants to reach out to you, if any, you know, yep. parents that or whatever, have any comments, concerns, on pretty much everything on um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. I think that's about it. There's probably more and I'm not on there. So yeah, I'm on those. <laughs> and YouTube, right. of course, yeah. you can find us on YouTube. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do you uh, do you guys just put out some YouTube videos every once in a while? A little uh, just update video? Um, on my personal page, my son likes to post a lot of his own work and videos that he does. And he does some really funny things that we don't even know about. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, why is our kid on YouTube? And there he is <laughs> uploading his own videos. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. We He did this one where it, he was talking about how he was going to um, basically upload and download and, and destroy the artifacts in the image that he was using. And I don't know. It's just very technical and, and so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so yeah, surprises every once in a while, right? Yeah. That's what kids <laughs> are good for. Keep it interesting. Yeah. I'll keep you on your toes. That's for sure. Yeah. And our show is pre-recorded now. Um, we have been thinking about possibly going on live stream and doing maybe some live shows and uh, starting that. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. That's okay. Well, uh, if you get the new books out or, you know, you get updated, stuff, we'd love yeah. to have you back and talk about. Thanks. I'd and, love uh, to. Thank you sure for having me. Time out of your day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's no my problem. favorite thing to do. It was great. To you too. You too. <laughs> and, uh, and we I really look forward to You guys are doing great Thank stuff. Thank you. There. Thank you so much. So much. I'm definitely going to be keeping it, keeping it up. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, we hope to hear from you soon. And uh, until next time, stay, stay safe. Sorry. I can't talk. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you guys so much for, for having me on today. And I look forward to when we connect again in the future. Awesome. All right. We take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Have a, have a great one. Bye. <laughs>